0: Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, Melinda and I, today the exciting monthly market update.
0: Yes, this is the one I always get excited about because we can report on what the data has been showing us and um, correlate that or overlay that with what we're seeing on the ground. And I guess after the flood event of three weeks ago here in Brisbane, there's a lot of people eager to find out what's actually happening. Now, I'm going to say upfront in this episode that the data that we are reporting on here, predominantly is data up to the end of February 2022. Now, generally what that means is um, we're looking at settled sales information. These are properties where transactions were entered into in January at the earliest. So um, any impact from the floods won't be seen in the data uh, for another month or two. So please keep that in mind but we'll certainly update you on what we are seeing on the ground in terms of buyer demand etc. I thought
1: it was a good way to start how you um, talked about weather instead of me at the start of the podcast. So I can let people know that um, even though Melinda brought us into that weather with the with the flood side of things, um, we haven't had the rain like we did a couple of weeks ago, um, luckily. So things have, things have dried up. The weather's actually a little bit cooler up here at the moment for me. A um, bit of a fresh shot of start in the mornings. We're a bit spoiled. That's probably sitting around the 20-odd degrees mark or higher. So um, the weather has cleared up. Um, it has had a little bit of an effect on the market, I think, in the last couple of weeks. But as Melinda said, end of February is what we're reporting on today. Um, and obviously, from that weather event, there has been some things that have actually happened in the market.
0: Yeah, so if we look at the data and we report on median dwelling values um, over the month of February, Brisbane remained the fastest growing capital city market throughout all of Australia. So, you know, there's still very strong buyer demand for properties here in Brisbane, driven by both owner occupiers and also investors. Um, And of course, the driving force remains as it has been for many, many months Uh, an environment where the supply of quality properties available for sale is very, very low. Um, And yet we're in an environment where there's a huge buyer demand or strong buyer demand. So that imbalance between supply and demand is what has been driving the growth month on month. Um, I will say the momentum of that growth has started to slow. So we've now seen three months in a row where the growth has been strong, but um, slowing growing at a slightly slower pace month on month so we've definitely um, seen the peak if you like of that growth momentum and although we are still growing month on month it doesn't seem to be as fierce as it was back in November when we hit our peak growth rate of 3.2 percent in the housing market for Brisbane.
1: There's definitely been a a low supply we've noticed that Um, and I will touch probably in bits through this um, chat Melinda obviously has the stats and and the data as usual and I sort of talk about the on the ground side a little bit more. But I think we, we obviously saw that low supply um, in properties listing. Um, the, the buyer depth was definitely there. Um, I know, as we said, end of February, but even post um, end of Feb, sort of since the floods, we've seen a lot of market, a lot of things sort of slow down a bit. But probably just in the last few days, we've seen a few more properties come to the market. So I think that's, that's a good thing um, when we look at the supply side of it. When we're talking about auction clearance rates, um, obviously auction clearance rates, they have dropped a little bit. If we, if we go back to um, mid-Feb, we're sitting around 86%. Um, towards the end of February, February, we dropped to about 68%. And then late Feb, we went down to 65%. That was a very, very wet um, weekend and a wet day. And then in March,
0: yeah, so when um, the first weekend after Brisbane flooded, clearance rates dropped to 42%. So indicative of uh, much less confidence. And then um, the most recent weekend being Saturday, the 12th of March, clearance rates were 53%. So slightly improved on the week prior, but certainly still a nervous market. Some nervous buyers out there, some sellers that um, obviously are holding firm on price Um, Just wanting to circle back to the supply of properties here in Brisbane. So when we look at the number of listings, that is the total volume of listings in Brisbane, uh, we were trending uh, 30.2% below where we were 12 months ago in terms of the total number of properties available for sale. And if we look at the Previous five year average, that's about 40% lower than the overall trend line for the last five years. So that gives you an indication if there's 40% fewer properties available for sale, um, there's slim pickings for property buyers. Uh, and that's really something that people need to understand. Brisbane and Adelaide are the two capital cities with the lowest total supply right now. Uh, whereas Sydney and Melbourne have returned to more normal supply levels, and that's indicative of how different markets are moving in terms of price points. When you're in a low supply environment, providing the demand remains strong, you will see gri- uh, price growth. Uh, whereas price growth in the markets of Sydney and Melbourne have slowed down, the listing volumes have actually caught up to what is a more normal market condition. And that's you know one of the indicators that we certainly look at um, and, you know, off the back of the floods, it will be interesting to see what happens to the total supply because we can look back at what happened after the 2011 flood here in Brisbane. And we did see supply volumes fall in the um, weeks and months following the flood event. People just held off selling unless they had to sell. Um, and so that caused fewer properties um, to become available for sale. If we see the same in an environment where we are already... down on the five-year trend for total listing volumes, then, you know, we might not see it much impact at all to our markets in terms of prices. I do think um, flood impacted properties are the ones that will be impacted. And I do see that the buyer demand will shift to properties that um, are not flood impacted. That's actually coming through already in the way sales agents are listing properties. So, for example, it's not uncommon in the last couple of weeks for sales agents to include within their listing, this property is flood free, mm. no flood impact on this property. Obviously, buyers are very sensitive at the moment. Um, people do want the security that the property is not going to be impacted by flood. Um, and so that is becoming part of the advertising campaign that an agent is using.
1: Now, as, as I do say, um, when we do the market updates as well, in case anyone's new listening, um, if they are, welcome to the podcast. Um, but all of this information and, and the monthly updates, are, there's a blog on our website, so at Streamlined Property Buyers at our website. Um, have a look at that, Streamlined Property, and then um, there are blogs there you can read through you can get back through the months. A lot of information there to go through, a lot of detail in these reports um, that Melinda does put out. So well worth a look, um, and it gives you a bit of an update of what we're talking about now as well.
0: And if we look at the demand side of things to get an understanding of what we're seeing or what we have been seeing. So um, we have actually seen some um, buyer demand um, soften to some extent, even prior to the floods. We're still seeing a lot of buyers attending open homes. Um, We're still seeing um, multiple offers on properties. But whereas in the past, certainly eight or nine months ago, we may have experienced 15 or 20 offers on a property. Uh, for some properties now, that may only be three to five offers. So the market seems to be uh, you know, normalising to some extent. However, in the weeks and months ahead, depending on how many properties we see listed and, and whether that buyer demand um, is maintained, then that will determine the direction of the market. And it is simply too early to tell right now um, to determine whether the flood impact will have any significant um, impact across the Brisbane market as a whole. One thing I will say is that any reports that people are referencing in relation to what happened to the Brisbane property market after the 2011 floods, um, yes, there were um, situations where some locations did fall in the median value. Um, Flood impacted locations much more so than other locations. I will say very clearly that the market conditions, we were already in a market downturn prior to the 2011 floods. In this event, we were in a very strong growth phase in our market. So you can't just expect the same response to happen. Uh, We must consider market conditions. And that's why I'm really emphasising the balance between supply and demand, because that is always what determines the direction of a market. Now, we do know that buyer demand in Brisbane will shift um, we we feel that the risk of buying flood impacted properties for some buyers will be too much. Um, what we don't know is how much concern people will have about the recent flood event, whether they will sit on the sidelines for a little while or whether they'll actually just redirect their interest to properties that are not flood impacted, thereby further concentrating um, buyer demand in higher locations in Brisbane. And that's something that we are going to track ourselves in house by being out every Saturday and monitoring how many people are turning up at open homes and how quickly those properties are selling.
1: So the other thing that has had a big impact, I think, on the property market on on everyone um, over a while has been COVID. Um, To be honest, I think up here, I think the floods might have washed COVID away.
0: I tend to agree. (laughs) I don't think we've heard much at all about COVID since the flood event that's, you know, occurred along the east coast of Australia. um, Definitely not having any impact on the property market from what we're seeing or from what um, the data is showing us.
1: Yeah so people are there's the mass restrictions have lifted. Um, People are out and about so I can definitely see um, that improving and obviously international borders. They've started to open up again as well.
0: Yeah so obviously we're going to see international migration um, occurring again in Brisbane. That's going to mean more people will need somewhere to rent or buy Um, we're already seeing huge issues in the rental market in Brisbane, which we are going to talk about um, a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, And all of those flood impacted uh, families, of course, need to be temporarily relocated while their homes are repaired, putting further pressure on that rental market, add to that state borders opening uh, or being opened, international borders now being opened. That's going to Um, increase the number of people relocating and put further pressure on the market as a whole. So, you know, I think long term, everybody needs to consider the fact that when you're buying property, we're not looking at buying for the next month or or three months time, we are looking at buying for the long term. Um, Sometimes when others are fearful, when they're sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what happens, they're the moments where the opportunity is greatest, where there's um, less competition. And in the last two weekends, we have seen that less competition. Sellers are not letting go of properties for bargain prices. That's not what I'm saying. I'm seeing some buyers are sitting out of the market and taking a wait and see approach. And those buyers that understand the fundamentals are making the most of the opportunity of purchasing properties without the competition that we've seen in recent months.
1: Yeah, I think keep that in mind. Um, what you talk about there is that, that pressure on that rental market, as we talk about it later on in the, um, when we talk about the rental market, And the pressure on that with borders opening, people relocating due to floods, um, it's definitely something you need to understand when we start talking about vacancy rates. Um, Obviously then, you know, obviously people, as you said, people looking to relocate, people looking to buy a home, there could be opportunities now as well. Um, So it could be a good time to have a look at that. Let's have a look when we talk about the dollars then um, in the market prices and dwelling values.
0: So remember dwelling values, that captures everything that has sold, um, including units, townhouses and houses. And in Brisbane, we uh, achieved monthly price growth for all dwellings of 1.8%. That was the highest across all capital cities throughout Australia. So the annual change in dwelling values for Brisbane um, is now 29.7%. And again, That's the greatest of all capital cities across Australia. So current median value for dwellings in Greater Brisbane is $722,433, and that's up $15,893 from just one month ago.
1: Now, we've seen um, different parts of the market, and when we talk about the segmentations, previously we've, we've seen a lot of trends, obviously, through probably as long as I can remember through last year anyway, um, that that top end of the market was leading the way and really dominating the part of the market. What's What are we seeing recently?
0: Yeah, so in the three months up to the end of January, it was the middle sec- section of the market that was um, leading the growth here in Brisbane. Um, and that's remained unchanged in the three months leading up to the end of February. So the middle section of the market um, has grown 7.8% over the last three months. Um, In second place is actually the lowest 25% of property values, grown 7.3% in the last three months. And then the top end of the market, 6.7% growth in the last three months. So middle section of the market definitely still leading the growth in Brisbane. And remember, that captures the 50th percentile. So any properties that are selling um, around the median value
1: so the bit of a change there from what we saw with that top top part moving i still think that that top market is still a strong part of the market anyway so
0: it may also be indicative of um people starting to consider different uh property types as people get priced out of the housing sector um, we often see a shift to different types of properties such as units or townhouses um, to stay in some of their preferred locations so Um, It would be interesting to try and extract some information on sales volumes to get an understanding of the the volume of houses versus units that might be transacting in these testing periods. Of course, data is great, but it's really understanding and interpreting that data because we're certainly seeing a shift ourselves in terms of some of that buyer demand. Um, You know, if people have a budget under $600,000 in Brisbane, a lot of them are now turning to, um, different product types to stay closer towards the CBD, um, and we're seeing uh, less people focus on on buying in areas that are a, a long distance away in areas of Greater Brisbane, um, and starting to shift their focus into some unit and townhouse product. So, you know, I think that some of that uh, can be explained by a shift in product selection as well.
1: Now, when we talk again about about these these um, prices and the values, we're talking Greater Brisbane. So people need to understand that as well. And if we break it down from dwellings now to houses.
0: Of course, this becomes so much more relevant. And now we're speaking to the product type. And so when we look at the housing market in Brisbane, the monthly growth uh, for February was 1.9%. So that was higher than the dwelling value growth. Um, An annual return for houses has been 32.8% for all houses across greater Brisbane. And the current median value for a house on its own lot in Greater Brisbane is eight hundred twenty-eight thousand one hundred seventy-five dollars. So it's actually not far behind the median value for houses now um, in the likes of Melbourne, which is nine hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars. So you know Brisbane has really been in a rapid growth phase, especially in that housing sector. Um, And what that's done is it's compressed some of those gross yields. So For a house in Brisbane now, the median gross yield is sitting at 3.3%. Now, you may recall 12 months ago, our median gross yields were above 4%. So that gives you an indication of just how much the housing market has grown in value. That's the price point to purchase into the property. Um, And yet we are seeing some strong upward pressure on rents now. It's just not been as strong as the the, um, improvement in property values.
1: Now, when you talked earlier about prices and people looking for a different type of product then, obviously the unit market, what's happening on that side?
0: So a really uh, different market when we look at the unit market in Brisbane. So the monthly growth for f- growth for February was sitting at 1.5% and the annual growth for units was 14.4%. Um, compare that with housing, which was 32.8%. So quite a big difference in the capital growth for both product types. Now, in units, however, the gross yields are sitting at 4.7% for Brisbane. So a much higher yielding part of the market and something that a lot of buyers have been attracted to if um, a certain amount of holding income is important to them, especially from a serviceability perspective. Median values for units across all of Greater Brisbane now sitting at $468,393.
1: So unit markets moved, houses have moved, everything's moved a little bit, but those yields have compressed a bit. Obviously, the trends on those units and houses.
0: So we're still seeing the housing market grow at a faster rate than the unit market. Um, That's been a trend since September 2020. Month on month, the housing market in Brisbane has outperformed the unit market for capital growth. Um, How do we see that playing out in the months ahead? Look, I think that at some stage, an affordability effect will come into play. People will be priced out of the housing market. And as I mentioned just a little while ago, they'll be looking at a different product type to stay in their preferred locations. Um, And I think based on our own inquiry at the moment, we are starting to see a shift um, for people that are looking to purchase a quality unit in a location where they do want to live Um, rather than looking at a house if they've got a a lower price point um, to spend. So just something to think about. There may be opportunity from an affordability perspective in the the unit market here in Brisbane.
1: I know we've talked about the unit side a little bit in in some of the past episodes um, about the pressure on that unit market as well because 2016, the peak of supply for units. um, Since then, we haven't had those cranes in the sky. Everything's been a bit quieter not quite, a, but on the building side of it, from that side of it. Um, building, construction, obviously a lot of pressure on that market, um, a lot of work happening, shortage of trade, shortage of materials. Um, a couple of big builders recently gone under, which is, oh. which is not good to see. Um, I think ProBuild, Condev. Um, so a lot of pressure on that side of it. Um, maybe that supply side of it might pick up again on the unit market as well.
0: At some stage in the future, we expect there will be more supply, but I don't think it's going to be a fast moving pipeline. Um, Previously, a lot of the unit market pre sales relied on overseas investors buying into the market. Mm. And of course, you know, that's. Uh, changed significantly since the Foreign Investment Review Board, um, you know, changed some rules around foreign investment into Australia. And of course, you know, to get the funding to build some of these big projects, pre-sales are a a requirement for developers. So, you know, there's a real roadblock in actually getting new supply into the market. um, And therefore, for the right product type, Um, the unit market could present with some opportunity in the months ahead.
1: And they don't build them overnight either. It does probably take about two years to get up to that stage anyway. Um, So if we move on to the rental market, what's happened there?
0: Yeah, vacancy rates right now across all of Brisbane, sitting at 0.9%. That's a critical level. Um, Now, this is before the impact of the flood. So, you know, this doesn't even account for all those people now that need to relocate into rental accommodation or short-term accommodation whilst their homes are repaired. So 0.9%. That's an extremely tight vacancy rate, and of course, at a suburb level, we're seeing vacancy much tighter as well, depending on the area. If we look at the regions, uh, the Beanley Corridor um, still extremely tight. Um, no change from uh, December. Sorry, no change from January to February. Still sitting at zero point four percent in the Brisbane CBD. The end of February sitting now at two point six percent. Now that is unbelievable considering we're at 14% in the peak of the pandemic. Um, So that has recovered um, absolutely rapidly. And now with international borders reopen and international students able to come back into Brisbane, um, we expect that that could further decline. Um, East Brisbane currently sitting at 1.1%. So that was a slight increase of 0.1% from last month. Inner Brisbane sitting at 1.6%, so that's down 0.4% from last month again. So, you know, these are really tight vacancy um, rates across all of Brisbane. Ipswich, no change from last month, currently at 0.7%. Also, northern Brisbane, no change, currently at 0.6%. Southeast Brisbane, um, further tightening of negative 0.1%. Um, So it's currently at a vacancy of 0.6%. Southern Brisbane, um, vacancy sitting at the moment 1%. And Western Brisbane, current vacancy sitting at 0.8%. So those numbers, um, they're critical in most parts around Greater Brisbane. It it is
1: pretty amazing to see those numbers and how low they actually are. And especially, as you said, the the CBD down 0.6% in a down, yeah, um, 0.4%. I mean, it is quite amazing when you look at that and keep in mind, we've we've got the international borders opening, things are starting to happen, people are relocating, there's a lot more pressure that's going to go on that market. It'll be interesting to see what that is like in another month's time as well.
0: And I think it's something that, you know, people need to be concerned about. Um, Obviously, if you are a property investor, it does provide some, you know, potential upside in terms of the amount of rent Uh, that can be achieved because when there's low supply and high demand, of course, prices go up. Um, But for those that are tenants looking for somewhere to live, um, it's quite a dire situation. There really is not a lot available. Um, And, you know, as a landlord ourselves, we know when you have the opportunity to sit down and filter through five or six applications after one inspection and effectively choose who you want to um, offer your rental property to. I mean, I know some tenants are doing everything and and anything to just secure a property, writing letters, sending photos, um, offering six months rental payments in advance. There's so many things that renters or tenants are trying to do just to secure a property. And I think that um, a better long-term solution needs to be provided because, you know, it it really is a dire situation in Brisbane.
1: So what's that done for the trend in in the price side of things? Obviously, if there's that much pressure on it, rental prices have obviously moved.
0: Yeah, so annual growth trend in the housing market of 11.3%. We expect with vacancies still trending lower, that that will continue to trend higher in the months ahead. Um, rental incomes in the unit market, uh, they've also seen an annual increase as well, um, 6.5% growth in, in unit rents. So again, depending on you know how quickly those um, inner city locations um, are absorbed. Um, we're really lower than what is considered a, a normal tenancy market of 3% now across all of Greater Brisbane. So we do expect those rents even in the unit market to start to increase in the months ahead.
1: Mm, plenty to think about obviously. Rental market's very tight, market's still moving up and listings very low in a bit of a summary I think.
0: Yeah and I don't think that the recent weather events will change any of the fundamentals and I think that's what's important for people to understand. Property markets, um don't shift based on a single weather event. Of course, properties that are impacted um, will see some sort of price shift because that will come down to the buyer's risk appetite. And I think it was very easy for a lot of people in Brisbane to uh, point blame at the um, dam management or mismanagement when we flooded in 2011. Um, It's simply not possible to point blame after this flood event. I mean, no one would have expected the amount of rain that we did receive. The fact is Brisbane is built on a floodplain and doing due diligence up front to understand the risks associated with buying flood impacted properties is absolutely critical. And I know, you know, for any clients that partner with us, um, it's one of the first things that we check. Yeah. Um, won't buy a property uh, that's an investment property in a flood zone. Um, and for an owner occupier, when you are purchasing your home, it, it's something that you know, some people are willing to accept the risk, and other people just simply are not. Um, and it comes down to every person's individual risk appetite. Um, and I know we've got a great episode coming up where we're going to unpack the uh, potential impact of insurance on uh, Brisbane properties, uh, and that's going to come up in in a future episode as well.
1: Yeah, I think um, even though look, we've had this this event, and it is devastating for a lot of people, and we do um, we know people and we that have been affected by it as well. But, um, you know, look, Brisbane is still a beautiful, livable city. Um, That won't change. Um, We'll recover from this. And I think, you know, people will understand and probably possibly be a bit smarter where they do buy. Um, Slightly elevated, keep up off the ground a little bit more on a hill, um, you know, make sure you buy in the right location and keep away from where it does flood, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think that um, it's events like this that that make us realise that. Uh, we're not invincible you know these things can happen and do happen and we need to be prepared for when they happen Um, and you know if you are looking to buy in Brisbane the other thing to keep in mind is that it's only a very small proportion of properties that um, have been impacted by the flood events um, or uh, will be impacted by future flood events there's a lot of Brisbane that's um, elevated that doesn't have any flood impact whatsoever Um, those are not that's not. they're not the areas that you'll be seeing on um, any of the, the news recordings that have been showing the devastation across the city. That is in a, a very small part of the city. So it is something for people to keep in mind. Um, Brisbane as a whole, not everywhere went under. Um, specific locations did, and due diligence is what um, matters most before you select the property to buy.
1: So what are we seeing on the ground?
0: Well, obviously... Um, the last couple of weeks since the flood event, um, it's definitely shifted some buyer confidence. So there's some buyers taking a wait and see approach. We'll just wait and see what happens. And that opens up opportunity for other buyers that have consistently been missing out because of the competition. Um, The auction bidder registration numbers have been trending lower. So the number of people registering per auction has been lower. Look, I've attended a couple of auctions where um, they have not even had an opening bid. Um, That is just in the most recent weekends. Um, And I think that comes from just a lack of confidence in what's actually happening around us. That said, for those that um, are confident in the price point of properties, they've done their due diligence and they know that there's um, little risk to them in terms of um, things like flood, then there is a buying opportunity at the moment, while some other buyers are a little bit nervous I will say um, in the auctions that we've attended in the last two weekends, auctioneers are actually working a lot harder and so are sales agents. So we've seen a lot of properties um, not reach their reserve like they were doing in the months uh, past. So auctioneers are having to enter negotiations with the higher bidder. Um, to to pull out um, an an amount or a bid that's actually going to put that property on the market. So we haven't seen that for a number of months in Brisbane. Everything's been selling under the hammer very quickly. Um, So it's definitely a sign that there's some nervousness from buyers. I don't think that the seller's expectations have changed whatsoever. So we're seeing agents and we're seeing some um, auctioneers work a lot harder to you know find where market value is.
1: So so it could be a time that um, sellers might think about their expectations don't know we'll wait and see that one but it does stay a little bit quieter sellers might have to lower their expectations a bit. I love the fact that we can actually negotiate a little bit at times it's Absolutely. been a long time um, to be able to negotiate so it's good to um, put the pressure on the auctioneers, put the pressure on the sales agents and um, do some negotiating. So it'd be nice if that trend actually continued. I'd probably enjoy it a little bit more as well.
0: Oh, look, it's just a relief to see fewer buyers in the market, even if it is only a temporary uh, situation. I think that the buyers um, will just sit on the sidelines and take a watch and see approach. And when they realise that properties that were not flood impacted... Um, really are still selling, are still achieving good prices, then I do believe those buyers will trickle back into the market and we'll see that competition return. As I said earlier, the, the fundamentals have not changed. Um, yes, this flood event has impacted on confidence levels for some buyers, not all buyers. Um, so for those that intended to purchase a property anyway, whether it's you know upgrading your home, purchasing your first home, Um, or getting into Brisbane as an investment location, Um, the the future of Brisbane hasn't changed. You know, Brisbane's still um, an Olympic city. We've still got so much spending on infrastructure. We've had the improving economy. We've had so much jobs growth um, in Queensland as a whole. So there's still so much opportunity for the future. Um, And this has just been an event that um, has caused a drop in confidence levels and it will impact on... Um, the demand for those properties that are in flood impacted locations. And it's definitely something to make sure that you check uh, before you buy.
1: Yeah, I I have to totally agree. And personally, I I do agree completely. Like I think it it will bounce back when you say that that the buyers will trickle back in. I actually, there's no pun intended, but I think they'll flood back in. Um, I think they will. I think one thing, settle down. People will, are sitting on their hands at the moment. They're just waiting for things to sort of quieten down a little bit and get back to some the normal, which they pretty much are um, in most areas. I actually think the buyers will come back. I think it's a good opportunity now, whether it is, as you said, to buy an investment property or buy in your next home that you want to move into in the future, because you could buy it and you could rent it out. Look at the vacancy rates. Um, you'll get a tenant, I think, pretty quick. So
0: I do see that there's been some negative sentiment around um, property markets as a whole through the media in the last couple of weeks. I think that um, you know the media tend to jump on some you know, nervousness from from their audiences, um, creating clickbait, if you like. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I think that that instills fear that's just not necessary. Um, it's important to understand the fundamentals. We take a factual approach when we're delivering this information to you here in this podcast. Um, and at any time, if we're starting to see the sentiment shift, we'll be very honest in sharing that with our audience. Um, we're not looking for clickbait headlines. Uh, we're just you know, most interested in sharing facts and sharing information based on what's actually happening across Brisbane in various locations that we're observing?
1: Well, I think that's been a pretty good market update. So, look, hopefully that's been helpful. Hopefully it's given insight what's happening here in Brisbane and what we think will happen in Brisbane. Um, Sun's out. um, Things look great onwards and upwards, they say. Um, As usual, I will let Melinda wrap things up from here. Um, it's been good talking. As as you mentioned earlier, we've got some guests coming on to talk about insurance. Um, we'll keep bringing guests on throughout the year. I um, hope you all enjoy it. And I will let Melinda wrap it up as usual. So um, take care and bye for now.
0: And look, one last thing that I do want to say is that, you know, we are heading into a year where there there's a lot of um, uncertainty. Obviously, we've got global unrest. Um, there's the potential for rising interest rates because of rapidly rising inflation, um, there's also the uncertainty around the federal election that is looming. Um, we will also, you know, provide our commentary in the months ahead on any of the impacts that we're seeing as a result of those things. Um, We're realists, we understand that those things do impact on consumer confidence, um, but we're here to report on what we're seeing at a local level in terms of those supply um, issues and the demand that we're seeing from buyers. So we hope to keep you updated um, as much as possible with this factual information. I hope that's been an enjoyable episode. Um, As always, if you have enjoyed Some of the stats that we've reported to you, please um, share what you've liked about this episode through a review. Uh, We would really appreciate that. And um, we look forward to speaking with you again next week. Until then, bye for now.